0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is a very interesting, very interesting poll that was done by the Association for Canadian Studies and conducted by Leger. On Canadians' reaction, I wonder how many people really are aware that the Trudeau government will increase annual immigration levels to 500,000 by 2025. The government says they have to do that because there are a million jobs available in Canada and somebody has to fill them and they're not being filled and there are skilled people internationally and so immigration levels have to be raised, says the government, to 500,000 a year by 2025. This past year it was just over 400,000, I think 405. Now... And I'm not going to get into the details. Our guest will do that. But I found this really interesting. Seventy-five percent of people who responded to the poll are very or somewhat concerned that the plan to raise the immigration numbers to half a million a year will cause excessive demand on housing, health care, and social services. As we said last hour when I promoted our conversation with Jack Jadwab. Those three factors of Canadian life are under tremendous stress. Our healthcare system is a chaotic mess. It's costing lives. It's costing lives. Housing is a crisis and social services well not far behind. Now, understand the Quebecers are more open to increases in immigration than the rest of Canada and Montreal, particularly non-francophones, much more open to immigration increases. Then uh, the residents of Toronto and Vancouver, Jack Jedwab, is the president of the Association for Canadian Studies. Jack, thank you uh, for coming on. Do you want to start with the national numbers, or do you want to start with some of the more um, urban numbers that you put you, that you came up with? Where do, where do we start?
1: Uh, let's start with the national numbers, Okay, actually, Roy. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Roy, and always good to uh, speak with you. Uh, Thank you. So on the national numbers, basically, uh, the question was first put to respondents about levels and how they feel about uh, whether we're admitting too many immigrants, uh, the right number or uh, not enough. And uh, by and large, uh, what we see is that about 48 percent of Canadians think that uh, we're admitting too many immigrants. That's without uh, uh, that's with the projections, right? Uh, Because we have two questions. One question uh, simply asks whether there are too many immigrants being admitted without the numbers, and then we advise people what the numbers are and ask the question again. So without the numbers, uh, it's uh, about 42% of Canadians that think there are too many, 43 think it's the right number, and about 14 think there's too few. So it's still it's not a majority that feel there are too many, but it's still a sig- very significant minority relative to previous uh, surveys uh, that ask the same question. And then when we share the numbers, which you mentioned in your uh, Opening remarks. Uh, uh, it jumps up by about uh, six points. So nearly half the population thinks there are too many when they hear the number five hundred thousand two thousand twenty-five, and and then it sort of split uh, the uh, the the other way in terms of whether people think there are uh, uh, not enough or uh, the right number. That's about thirty-five percent. Another fifteen don't know. So. There are concerns that Canadians are expressing about these projections and the federal government uh, certainly and the provinces and and cities uh, need to address those concerns as we go forward because, as I think you also pointed out, uh, Uh, There are a lot of jobs to fill, and industry is putting a considerable degree of pressure on the government uh, because of the labor market needs to raise those numbers because they're uh, desperately looking, at least in some sectors, for people to fill those jobs. Mm
0: -hmm. It's not a concern to be dismissed that uh, Canadians are concerned about health care, that they're concerned about social services, that they're concerned about housing, all of those three factors, and they encompass a lot of of our daily lives. Uh, They are... Heavily impacted by the um, inflation, by interest rates climbing, the energy crisis, just the global uncertainty now. So that's part of the equation. How much of a role though, does it play overall, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it plays an important role. I'm a little less inclined to be concerned, even though I understand the way some people may be thinking about this uh, in terms of the access to health and social services, because the health and social services the situation on the one hand uh, does need more people, to the extent to which a lot of the people coming here in terms of our process that is selective for a significant percentage of those people coming here identifies people who can help us in terms of the health and social service needs. Uh, that's another thing to factor into an evaluation of whether they're are going to be increased challenges associated with uh, migration. And also, you know, the migrants very often, since they're very employable, contribute to the tax base that's needed to support that health and social uh, services system. The housing issue, on the other hand, is one that really, I think, is uh, uh, a really crucial area that we need to think about, particularly in larger cities where there's a significant housing shortage there, as you mentioned, rising prices for housing, Mm -hmm. uh, so that a number of the refugees that have come here, in particular from Afghanistan, are finding themselves in hotels for extended periods of time, uh, which is not a solution. So we need to really do some thinking. And as much as the federal government projects the numbers, you know, these housing issues are not federal jurisdiction. They're, you know, these not in general Uh, very partially their provincial and and municipal jurisdiction. So it needs to be a concerted effort to really address these housing issues right now. Jack,
0: how much of it has to do with the number? Uh, We used to be 300,000 a year was the rough number for immigrants. Mm -hmm. And that number was fairly static for quite a few years. So then we go to 400,000, and then it's 500,000 by 2025. How I, I'm not saying people are racist at all. I'm just saying people might, might think given where we are, given what the the shape the country's in, the questions we have, the issues we're facing, the challenges we face, can we absorb another 500,000 newcomers in the country? Is that a factor in the answers, do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of discussion about absorptive capacity, and but it's hard to frame that concept in numeric terms
0: because people get people are afraid to speak their minds. Many people are afraid to speak their minds on something like that because they'll say, "Well, I'm going to get be accused of being a racist," when in fact, many of them, most of them, vast majority, I would hope, are anything but. They're just asking questions.
1: Yeah, I think it's legitimate to ask questions, and certainly we need to better inform the population about how we're going to address some of these concerns. Uh, The housing one most certainly needs to be addressed. Uh, I think in terms of the economic challenges, because there are many sort of ways of understanding uh, our capacity and our ability to uh, welcome and integrate newcomers, Uh, right now, industry is telling us pretty widely that There's a lot of jobs to fill. There are people retiring, there are transitions, and they're looking to recruit talent and recruit people for a lot of these positions. Uh so it, that's also a legitimate point of view obviously from industry but we need to think about this thing on the whole and, and mm-hmm. what it what it means and how we best adjust uh, in terms But it is
0: of but it's still a country. but it's still a societal issue isn't it because you uh, one of the uh, one of the pages in the report that I have non-francophones are far more open to immigrant increases than are Montreal francophones so what does that say
1: Yeah in Quebec that's the case and it's interesting because I thought it was somewhat paradoxical that Quebecers were more open to immigration than other Canadians, independent of that difference between Francophones and non-Francophones. But again, in this particular questionnaire, we don't put the language piece in the mix, so there's no, very often in these types of polls, Around immigration in Quebec, they'll say, given the situation of the French language, do you think we're admitting too many immigrants, not enough immigrants? Once you put that piece in the equation, the, the percentage in terms of the responses reflects more insecurity on the part of Franco. Yeah, Montreal is much more
0: op- Montreal is much more open to immigration increases than folks Are in much Toronto more and Vancouver?
1: In Vancouver. And the people in Vancouver, independent of whether they're French, that
0: surprised you, which
1: is interesting. I was a bit surprised by it, but again, you've you've withdrawn the language uh, piece from the equation in this, by not putting that into the question, you're putting pieces around By now, Jack, by
0: by, by now, we should have had to resolve this language issue. We've had decades, centuries.
1: Right. Right. But, I mean, that's a very sort of existential issue for a lot of people. Yeah, I understand. It's going to be hard to resolve that, and politicians will, you know, step in to see where they can profit from those insecurities as well. So. You know, but what I thought was interesting is that uh, in Montreal and Quebec, and you—you've lived in Quebec for many years, or yes, today, right? So, uh, you've got a very ambiguous message that politicians are delivering. On the one hand, they're saying Quebec needs immigrants; they've repeated that many, many times, especially you know, industry, leaders of industry in Quebec. And on the other hand, they're describing immigrants as a threat to the French language. So you've got that mixed message, and and there's a bit of that mix in Toronto, Vancouver. There's some of that mixed message too. On the one hand, you're industry saying, you know, we need, we need these people to fill these jobs. And on the other hand, uh, people are concerned about the housing situation and access to services. And certainly uh, in terms of the housing situation, people who are making those points are certainly not uh, uh, acting in a discriminatory fashion in terms of their, you know, uh, concerns about that. There's a serious housing crisis here and elsewhere.
0: Two quick questions for you uh, to wrap up. Do demographics and gender breakdowns enter the picture here?
1: Well, demographics are important. Quebec demographics are very important. We've got an aging population, and that's true for the rest of the country. It's sort of it's a bit uneven, but uh, immigration is the single factor in terms of addressing our demographic challenges and the aging of the population. In fact, in turn, according to StatsCan's census release, it's the single thing driving labor force growth in Canada right now because of the aging of the population. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the labor force growth comprises immigrants to a very, very significant degree. And what's the takeaway from this poll? Well, I think the takeaway is that there are, you know, that clearly Canada does need immigrants from an economic standpoint, but clearly in terms of some of the social issues that, you know, arise from immigration, uh, there are things that need to be paid attention to more seriously, and we need more collaboration between each level of government in addressing some of the concerns.
0: So if if, uh, you're the government and I'm the opposition party, just hypothetically or flip it, whichever we want to do it. If we see these numbers, see this information from the Association for Canadian Studies poll on Canadians' reaction to the uh, government raising the immigration level to half a million in just two years, um, how do you play it? Does the government – is this an issue for Trudeau or is it an issue for PolyEV or should they just leave it alone?
1: I'm not sure it's an issue that will get a lot of traction for them. And I, you know, when you look back at the Conservatives uh, under Stephen Harper, they were pretty good about uh, raising immigration levels uh, at that particular juncture as well when, you know, you can, you can, when our economy uh, demanded more people to fill jobs. And it depends on your vision of the country. So I don't know if there's any traction on that. We're not like a lot of these European countries that have these really deep existential debates about immigration and face identity crises. Uh, I don't know that that's the issue here. In Quebec, on some level, it's an issue, but I think by and large, you know, the need for uh, immigrants to meet those job requirements and help us with our labor market needs seems to probably trump. Some of the other concerns but we'll have to see how they play it. Yeah.
0: And I, I do think the government is going to have to substantially satisfy looking at this number 70% are concerned. The government's going to have to substantially yeah. satisfy this concern of Canadians or it does become an election issue potentially.
1: Yeah, and I don't think we're immune to a backlash and I think that's what the poll if you're asking me about the takeaway as you did yeah. before, I don't think that you know we're uh, we can escape a backlash there's been backlash uh around the world and other immigrant-receiving places, and so uh, we're not immune to that, and we need to be sure we're taking the right measures and providing the right supports and explaining to Canadians more thoughtfully uh, why this is important to us.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green.